Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. You. Boom. Boom. You're very good at projecting your voice. I think I'm just loud would be another way. <laughs> You know, anyway, I'm working on my delivery. <laughs> um, All right, this is for the birds. Hey, guy. Hey, missed you. Missed you. How was visiting your family? It was really good. Um, every time I go and visit home, I miss it so much. But coming home this time was like not to get arty to but for real. Like, coming home this time like hurt a lot more. You know, I just miss my family. But seeing my actual family was awesome. We played a bunch of rummy. It's like so. Time has slowed down. In Southern Illinois, like, it, <laughs> there's nothing happening. We're just, like, sitting in a breezeway, smoking cigs, drinking beers, and like playing I'm, like, a third rummy. of my way through a glass of wine. And like, <laughs> Cigarette? <laughs> Bless. How is, how's it been since I've been gone? What's been happening? What's, what's new? In my personal life, nothing. The yep. saga continues at my job. Some days are fun. Some days suck. Whether or whether or not you'll be promoted, or whether it's just... I'm already doing a, the job. I'm just, they are not compensating me. I was, like, under... Ugh, I don't want to get into it. I feel like it's been happening for over a year. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs> You're exactly right. So, yeah, I was promoted. I have a title, but I'm still getting paid. Bullshit. Then it ain't a promotion. Not really, no. So, what's new for me? I'm just going to go into the world of entertainment. That's but I have, matters. like, an entire theory, so I want to hear yours first. Mine is just, okay, so Golden Globes just happened, right? And the Golden Globes are always kind of like a fucking mess. Like, there's a bunch of tables, no one can walk up to the stage, it just seems all cluttery and weird, and the war, like, the, the categories don't make any sense. Who do you decide who you sit with at the Golden Globes? I think they decide for you. Is it based on, like, the movies you were in? Like, yeah. the Oscars? Yeah, and I think it's, like, depends on, like, for example, the table I want to talk about is Ellen and Portia. We had Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Beyonce and Jay-Z showing up an hour late with their own champagne, refusing to drink uh, Moet Chandon. Love it. Or they're drinking Jay's champagne. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And then, apparently, Reese and fucking Beyonce hit it off because the next couple days, because, you know, like... Basically, what we're here for now and what I'm here for is, like, the honorary the honorary white woman in Beyonce's life. And right now, it's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. And so she gets a bottle of Jay-Z champagne, like, a couple days after. she Reese puts it on her Instagram. And then today on, or on Twitter, that Reese put on her Instagram, is her getting the entire new Adidas Ivy Parker line. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in a big-ass orange box. And then she goes in and out trying on all the outfits. I'm like... So what's new for me is this new blossoming <laughs> understanding that Reese has just been bestowed the highest honor of her life. Reese is thriving. I love her. Mm-hmm. Remember Sweet Home Alabama? I do. Patrick Dempsey. And the dude who does all the Home Depot commercials now, but what's Lu his name? Lucas Hayes? He was in Rev... Not Hayes. No. He was in Revolutionary Road, too. Lucas something or other. He's hot. He's got that, like, southern twang. That just works. He was super hot in Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, I wouldn't say it was her peak looks. I wouldn't give um, her that. I don't know. Back then, that little, like, flippy hairdo. I did not like was it. That's the shit. That's and then she wore, like, like, boot-cut jeans with stilettos and a going-out top. And a going-out top. <laughs> that's how you <laughs> Like, we're in high school. Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
I mean, that's just the mid-2000s for me, the early 2000s. Oh you know what God. a going out top is. You don't even have to explain <laughs> it. That's the name of this episode is going out top. <laughs> Jesus. I love that you got it. <laughs> okay, what's new for you in the world of chaos? Um, okay, so we talked about you last time, didn't we? How we both binge-watched... Have you watched season two yet? Yes, I finished season two. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah, I think we talked about that last episode. You think I'm crazy. It's like, you guys are both fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, you're both fucking psycho. I love love, though. I love love. I think I liked season two better because I was not a Beck fan. Wait, are you about to, not a Beck fan, are you about to go on the conspiracy theory of Hilary Duff and her fiance looking exactly like Penn Badgley in love? No, I'm not. But that's weird. Continue. There's a conspiracy theory? There's not a conspiracy theory, but it's like, I saw a couple of pictures on Twitter, like, or, I mean, we haven't seen each other in like two weeks, so Her while, husband I'm is go. so cute. Yes. But they do look a little bit like Penn Badgley and I mean, what, who plays love. what white couple doesn't really? True. Hillary Duff just happens to be that good looking, you know? Yep. <sighs> Anywho. <laughs> so I also went back and rewatched some Barry episodes. I still haven't seen Barry, but I need to because it's my man Bill what Hader. What the fuck? I love Bill Hader. I don't have HBO anymore. Do you have HBO? I have someone's HBO password. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Pass it around. I have Share no the idea whose it is. To Remember we all had Annie's boyfriends for like, we like passed that shit. We, we passed that shit around that we worked with. Annie Cohen that we worked with. Oh, at, yeah. And we like passed around that one for like, shout out, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> um... Well, bummer that you haven't seen Barry, but it's worth watching. It's I want to see it really bad. I love Bill Hader, and I love... It's really good. Henry but pretty much, I was watching Barry, and I w- and everyone on Twitter is, like, watching um, you and then kind of talking shit about how everyone's, like, sexualizing the main character. That's you- the point. It's like Dexter and shit. It's like... The fucking- exactly. So this anti-hero trope is, like here to stay. Yeah. It's, it, the, that's the point of, because it was originally a book, that's the, it was the point of the whole thing, yeah. is, is the anti-hero, which is like, okay, watch a Martin Scorsese movie. That's like literally what the whole fucking point of that shit is. It's like, yeah. Well, I don't understand why people have an issue with, I don't know, Penn Badgley's character is pretty fucked up. And he does a good job, and he yeah. makes you feel sim- sad for him. But you should watch Barry, because Barry is a hired assassin, who is a veteran, who happened to be an extremely good killer. All right. And he murders people the entire fucking time. I mean, granted, Bill Hader is not nearly as good looking as Joe, so... No. But he does, he works. So I don't think people are really, like, sexualizing him. Him and Rachel Bilson or whatever made their fucking... That's so precious. Debut at Golden Globes. You see Bill Hader smile, he's like... Has he ever had a girlfriend before? (laughs) He's married. He just was. He was born married. <laughs> born married and then got a girlfriend. <laughs> Rachel Bilson from the OC. Yep. But on that note, how many margaritas for you to sleep with uh, Joe from you? Joe from you. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, if I'm in the movie and I don't know, let's do both. Okay. <laughs> let's say I know what he's done and I don't know what he's done. Seeing Joe at a bar and he has an interest in me, one. Yeah. Yeah. 
one. Then that's the drink I'm drinking while I'm sitting there. Exactly. <laughs> he bought it, you sip it, and you're already waiting for the invite. Boom. To go elsewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me knowing what he's done, blackout drunk. For sure. Him, him hending me and putting fucking... Well, at what point do they actually know what he's done? They don't really figure it out until Forty starts to, like, write his screenplay. Oh, poor Forty. Poor fool. He's out of his misery, really. Like, okay, you're gonna have this... (laughs) Like, you're gonna have him be dating a girl. That's the least fucking thing when he starts dating... What's-her-face? Joe's ex. Candace. Yeah, Candace. And I was like, alright. He's gay. Very much in real life, and cannot shake it in this movie. No, <laughs> not shaking it. No. Um, what What about you? For Joe? Yeah, is the same system. I mean, I would feel the same if I had absolutely no idea what he did. Except the only thing is he like likes books so much. Like, I think I would. New York Joe is like two margaritas. L A Joe. L A Joe is zero margaritas. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny because whenever I'm watching this too, like everyone's talking shit about LA or whatever, I've just like lived on the West Coast my whole life mm-hmm. and everything that I'm just like, LA just seems so much better. <laughs> like I, I would like, uh, I couldn't, I'd rather, I think for, I think it'd be harder to live in New York, so I wouldn't like it as much. Oh yeah. LA would be significantly easier. Oh yeah. No, I thought you were just saying LA is better than everything, but LA no. over New York. I think that's the whole point of LA is that it's like an easier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the, I'd rather hang out with the people there. Yeah, I don't know. New York people actually seem better to me a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with the people in New York, but I'd rather live an LA lifestyle. Have you seen Mayor's Story yet? The space? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if I bring it up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage story, huh? Uh, haven't seen it. Margarita system man and driver. Zero. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I wish you'd seen Barry, so I could ask you how many margaritas for Barry. Can I just do Bill Hader? Sure. Two. Okay. Fair, right? Fair. Yeah. If it's Bill Hader and I don't know who he is, and it, it's just like it's like just a person and not him as an entity, probably four. But he'd be probably really funny, so it'd depend on the conversation, because I bet it would it still be two. It depends on the conversation. I would bet it'd still be two. Yep, still two. Yeah. Because we got Rachel Bilson out here as a 10 out of 10. What if you knew that Barry was a assassin? I think assassin's different than a psychopath, so I think it would make it ease a little bit more. Unless- no, it's not. <laughs> it's really, really not. You need to watch it. Okay. See, this is the issue I have. Everyone's like, oh, but one anti-hero is just a cold-blooded killer. No. If you can bring yourself to kill, you're going to talk yourself. You're going to justify it for yourself in order to fit into the society that we live in. Right. An assassin still has to kill people, cut himself off from everybody, and live in a normal life. That's twisted. Yeah. Still sociopathic. That's fucked. Do you have anything else that's new? Yes and no, but I moved it into my who's doing it for me. So what's new for you in the world of entertainment? Um, I mean, mine kind of goes into who's doing it for me, too. I, I'm just, like, looking back on my Twitter because that's what I do. I mean, obviously what mm-hmm. we do is basically read our Twitters back. 
So what's new in the world? The, the, I mean, not that big of news, but Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens broke up after like nine years. Pretty huge news. Pretty, I mean, nine years is a long time. Austin Butler's on the market. He's very fine. He, I mean, I kind of saw, I wonder what happened. Do you think maybe he was in a Quentin Tarantino movie and then he just like got too good, <sighs> got too cool for school? No, he's in the Boz Lerman Elvis biopic that's, that's filming right, right now. So now he's too school. And Elvis I can't, too school for cool. I can't wait. You literally went right into mine. <laughs> I, I was going into wait. the high school musical references mostly because there's like some pretty fucking funny shit because obviously Vanessa Hudgens obviously got her start in high school music yes and there's this I didn't fucking favorite did I retweet it no there's no way basically it's like this whole thing there's one where it's like a gif making fun of like bet on it from high school musical too but then the one you sent me yeah yeah but then there's the the iconic Vanessa Hudgens that Efron song I gotta go my own way and then she goes and then someone posted it was like do you think Vanessa was like what about us what about everything we've been through what about Jess? I read an article, so that like ruins all the speculation. Even though that article was probably pretty speculative, but yeah. um, yeah, no, he's filming on one continent, she's filming on the other, and they're like, yeah, they're definitely broken up. You could tell. I follow her on Instagram. I followed her on Instagram for a long time, and she posts about him all the time, and she hasn't in like months. So I was already like wondering. Mm-hmm. Wait, how did that have to do with yours? Is that who's doing it for you? Awesome. Well, I wanted to talk about Boz Lerman's. Elvis biopic because I grew up on Elvis and I know Elvis is problematic and whatever, but I think Austin Butler, everyone is. I think Austin Butler is a great choice for young Elvis. He's got that like... It was either him or like, honestly, when I think of that, I think of Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash and how he could have, if younger River Phoenix, River is more of an Elvis. Yeah. Would have crushed Elvis. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. Damn it. (laughs) That would have been good. I wonder um, if Boz Lorman is over there like, fucking. Yeah. Whatever. He waited this long. Because there was another Elvis biopic that went, it was like a TV movie. Like 10 TV years ago. Bad. Yeah. And well, biopics are the whole thing. Now they're doing a Bob Dylan one and oh, Timothy yeah. Chalamet is attached to it. Too many. I don't know how I'm going to like that one because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm as interested in that one. Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet is a babe, but I also feel like he's like 13, so I don't really like... Yeah. I don't know. He's cute. Yeah. I mean, I just rewatched because I was listening to this podcast earlier about The Social Network, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time, and they were mm-hmm. talking about Army Hammer, who plays the twins in it, but he's mm-hmm. not a twin. And I've so I was felt the need to watch the Call Me By Your Name trailer. I was like, fuck, this movie is so good. And they're both just, like, at their peak hotness. And I'm so here for men-on-men action. It's, like, absolutely outrageous. Oh, yeah, that is something that you like. (laughs) Okay, so look at this video. The who's doing it for me is Kate Beckinsale. Still. Look at this video. Oh, my God, sis. Getting tanned for the Critics' Choice Awards. Whoa. Is she still... (laughs) Dating Pete Davidson? Or no. is that a thing? No, she's not dating Pete Davidson anymore. Most recently, she was spotted out with Machine Gun Kelly. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they friends? <laughs> yes, Kate. Fucking get it. She <laughs> fucking broke up with Pete Davidson, went out with Machine Gun Kelly, his stupider, taller, They're like best, best friends. Friend. Yeah. Aren't 
arguably cuter. I mean, like, if he didn't rap, I would be more open to think he, thinking he was cute. But, Absolutely. You know, I love a string bean, so. Honestly. Um, but that, now that Austin Butler's on the market, I'm like, Kate Beckinsale? Hello? You want to get at a six-foot-tall, 20-something guy? <laughs> I'm all here for Kate Beckinsale and Austin Butler. Yeah, that's a more serious though. Like that's end game for Kate Beckinsale at this point. She's like <laughs> just joking. Four to five. She's forty five. I just think her of her. Life. I think of her, which is what I should not. Obviously, I should know her for her from Click Underworld, but I think of her for Click. <laughs> I know her from Click. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a sad movie. So sad. But it's mostly comedy. She's so good in it. Anyone else doing it for you? <laughs> nope. So I have a I have a list. Lay it on collected. me. Alana Glazier, we talked about her like two weeks ago or something. Her fit on Jimmy Jimmy Finnell, Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> crushed, knocked it out of the park. She was wearing what like this. See? She's wearing like this. Ooh. She's wearing like she's wearing like a blazer with slacks, but she has like this beaded bohemian skirt over the over the slacks, and then her, she she's doing the golden glow blazer that a lot of people wore, which mm-hmm. is like which is extreme side boob. Or inner boob. Inner side boob. Working it. Killing it. Crushing it. Doing it for me. I saw it and I was like, damn, sis. All right. I have yet to watch her stand-up special, but I still I haven't either. I haven't either. I've been putting it off. I mean, I was just at home and I, speaking of which, my next dude's doing it for you. I got my mom into 30 Rock and she's, she's like seen bits and pieces of it, but never really watched it. And she's mm-hmm. always hated Alec Baldwin and now she like loves him. And we looked up because he like pulled out this in one of the skits in the in He the is show. kind of arrogant. For sure. And not in, like, the hot way. He always gets, like, a fights and shit show, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. whatever. I get it. But I, he, like, pulls out a younger picture of him in 30 Rock. And I was like, I forget how fine young Alec Baldwin was. What was Al- young Alec Baldwin in? Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Meh. What? Meh. All right. <laughs> Last one. I guess it's both of them. Rami Yusuf's and Aquafina's acceptance speeches at the Golden Globes. Because Rami won the first Golden Globe for best actor in a TV series. Yeah. I don't think I'd, like, settled into my seat yet. I completely missed his award. Yeah. And he just kind of went up there and was like, no, no, none of you know who I am. They're like, what's that TV executive doing up there? He's just like, obviously, he's funny, which is what it should be. But he's, like, really cute. I'm, obviously, he's, like, five foot two. Like, he's very... Is he? He looks so small. Cutie pie. <laughs> He looks so small, but he's doing it. And Aquafina's, Aquafina definitely was, like, like a shocker win. Like, I definitely didn't think she was going to win. I don't think she thought she was going to win. But I just recently watched The Farewell on, on my flight back to Colorado, and it was, I was crying on the plane. I mean, up until, um, like, last year when Crazy Rich Agents came out, mm-hmm. she promoted herself as a rapper. So I think yeah. you're right that she would have never, ever expected she'd win dramatically. Well, now she's Club. in that new show that's about to be on Comedy Central called Nora from Queens, and it basically looks like Broad City crossed with fucking workaholics. It looks like the fucking, like an outrageous comedy. She looks hilarious in it. Yeah. And it has that new guy that's on SNL. Like, oh, what's his God. name? We should know his name. Yeah. Especially since we watch SNL. His name is Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, Aquafina's acceptance speech was also hilarious, and she looked great in her in her outfit. She basically said, she goes, if I ever fall on hard times, I'll just sell this, referring to her Golden Globe. Yeah. Well, she because did. you can sell a Golden Globe, but you can't sell an Oscar. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, you can't... 
I mean, that just leads into... I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Rico actually put this in a very good way about the Oscar snubs. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like you're that toxic friend that you have that pulls shit and always surprises you, even though it shouldn't. Like, every time you're just like, what Aquafina the fuck? Aquafina or the Academy? The Academy, yeah. not Aquafina. <laughs> I was like... Which leads to fucking so many snubs. You know, every year we're surprised. This is what I'm saying. That's why it's a good... And every <laughs> year you're just like... Why am I surprised? I mean, I might not even... Who am I kidding? I'm You're totally... Watch I'm it. watching the Oscars even though I didn't even see... We should watch them together. Four out of five films. We should, we should record it while watching. I'm down. Not a bad idea. I, I'm really just here for outfits and yeah. who's crying, so... <laughs> Who's fake crying? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. As and long as we don't way. have to watch fucking Bradley Cooper sing again this year. Kill me, dude. That I was fucking so Christ. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm honestly like here, because we have Brad Pitt, like here to watch Brad Pitt again, win again. His acceptance speech was like the cutest fucking thing called Leonardo DiCaprio LDC. He goes, every year I get up here, hearing people thank you, and like I didn't get it until now. I'm like, cutie, please. I fucking love Brad Pitt. And then I watched, I watched. This video of him talking about his, like, first roles and, like, first premieres and stuff like that. And he's talking about... He was talking about Fight Club and going to the premiere to the Cannes Festival. Cannes? Cannes Festival. Thank you. Um, I have a movie podcast. And him going <laughs> to the Cannes Festival with Edward Norton. And they got stoned before. And they sat down in it. And they said that, like, half the people ended up getting up throughout it. Like, no one was laughing at, like, the parts. Like, the director of the festival ended up leaving halfway through it. Like, he looked uncomfortable, and they were just cracking up laughing. I'm like, well, now look at, look at Fight Club now. Cult classic. Well, yeah, that's just... I guess my point is, when it comes to f- snubs like this and shit, like, it doesn't matter what wins, because you'll know what movies are going to stand the test of times. Uncut yeah. Gems is going to be a movie we look back on in ten years and be like, holy fucking shit, what was that? Yeah. Absolutely. Honey Boy, I hope, is one of those movies. Irishman will absolutely... That movie's going to age, like, fine line. I still haven't watched The Irishman. It's going to be... I mean, that one's nominated. That one didn't get snubbed. I'm just thinking about it. Well, of course not. It's Scorsese. Yeah. But for real, though? Not quite. I found a tweet, and I have to find it. I was on a fucking rampage after the nominations on Twitter. Oh my god. Okay, we can go into But For Real, though, but first, just to touch on Uncut Gems. Yeah. Um, this is a twist of an Amy Klobuchar... 40. <laughs> an Amy Klobuchar quote from the debate. Yeah. Was that last night? Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Amy Klobuchar, I was in Vegas recently. I took a six-way parlay, Celtics to cover, Celtics opening tip, Garnet points and rebounds. Because at one point she's talking about some fucker in Vegas. She loves to be like, I know so-and-so from a tiny town in Iowa. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. It just reminds me of fucking Silverline's playbook, though. But yeah, when he's going on like the whole fucking thing, I totally thought... She was going to mess it up at the end, but then, I mean, we can't, can't talk about the end of Uncut Gems because can't ruin it. I mean, there's just basically, I just went on, like, this huge, like, I went on, like, a Twitter rampage. Oh, yeah. Stepping into a theater another time. <laughs> this is the same thing. It's, like, stepping into stepping into the theater another time, talking about six-way parlay, Celtics, Sixers game, <laughs> Celtics to cover, Celtics halftime, Garnet points and rebounds, Garnet puck shots, Celtics opening tip. <laughs> 
Because that's how it was written, like, on the napkin. Yeah. Oh, my God. My favorite one, probably... Um, oh, there's a lot of them, though. <laughs> Adam Sandler's never going to do a good movie for us again, is he? It's Brit Hates. Miss Brit Hates on Twitter. I'm just shouting people out. He didn't do it for an Oscar nomination. No, but did you see his tweet? Yeah. <laughs> What did he say? I'll they don't like, the, no love for the Sandman. Yeah, he goes, he goes, bad news, Sandman gets no love from the Academy. Good news, Sandman can stop wearing suits. Congratulations to all my friends who got nominated, especially Mama. He shouted out Kathy Bates. And then Kathy Bates retweeted that and, like, talked <laughs> to him about it. Um, well, since we're talking so much about uncut gems in the Oscars, go listen to Misquotes. They're releasing an uncut gems episode. Oh, that's true. And we just... Boast. Honestly, I forgot about it. We we boast a lot about it, but mostly about like the sound editing and mixing and the soundtrack itself, which is astonishing to me. I didn't even get that. The sound mixing was insane. I'm obsessed with the costume design. That's my favorite costume designer. She yeah nailed it. Like the foam posits in the fucking custom tracksuit that he had like just stashed in the office. Ugh. <laughs> and then everything Julia Fox is wearing, like. But here we go. Uh, Oscar. Fucking Joker getting best costume design. Her outfits make the character. It's great. Yeah. Okay, so, but for real, though. But for real, though, we'll talk about the debates. You didn't watch, did you? No, I watched all the highlights, though. Because I was with my family. Um, The highlights were probably sufficient enough. I mean, we can talk about the biggest ones to get out of the way. What it, well... Um, yeah, just talk about the controversy. Elizabeth Warren, mic up, throwing a fit, going up to Bernie being completely unprofessional and calling him out on lying, which I'm assuming he wasn't lying. He was saying what his truth is. Like you said before we started even talking about this, people say things and they get taken out of context. So at some point he probably said, a woman can't beat Trump. Or Hillary Clinton didn't beat Trump. What makes you think whatever can happen now? Whatever, whatever. Which could be wrong in itself. Who's to say that he even said that? And then that could have gone out of context. Kind yeah. of spiraling. Yeah. Well, and everyone's going back and like trying to prove Bernie's credibility, which is exactly what she wants. She wants to take some of the credibility away from Bernie because it's the only thing he really has over her right that's now. All, and that's all she has left. But she's, she's been dwindling in the... She's the, never had credibility. She's been dwindling in the polls. She needs something to grab onto. She needed to do something. And, like, this is what happened. In the Iowa caucuses happening this upcoming week, she is the only Democratic candidate projected to not beat Trump. So that's why she's doing this. She's attacking the leading... Like, Bernie is the only person with, like, who's, like, could clearly beat Trump. For some reason, people think Biden could, but I don't know what the fuck is going on with those people. I, mean, I don't know these people. I've never met them. Biden, like, I don't understand it. Okay, here. Um, I hate Joe Biden. I hate I him. don't hate him. I just think he's, like, kooky Uncle Joe who, like, was vice president just because he brought something to the ticket that Obama didn't. Like, you know who's campaigning for Pete Buttigieg right now? Who? Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, I know. She's, like, the one celebrity who is, like, the most vocal about Pete Buttigieg. She must be his friend or something. Or his husband's friend. I think her and her husband are friends. All I think is about, like, Larry David on the Today Show with Bernie Sanders confirming that they're actually cousins. And that just makes the whole world... Did you not see that? 
He's like, yeah, we're like second or third cousins. Pete Buttigieg and No, Larry David and Bernie Sanders. Oh my fucking God. I thought you were saying that Pete Buttigieg and his husband were second cousins. Honestly, would not be surprised. (laughs) Not that surprised. That's why my mind went there. I was like, who knows? White elites, what they do. But... Must be nice. Larry David, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I mean, like, 2% of our population is Jewish. It's not that hard. He, he, goes, he goes, they came from the old country. <laughs> Larry David, he's like, my life is going to be miserable if Bernie wins. And then Bernie goes. Good for the country, bad for me. And he, he goes, he goes, I'm giving you a job for four years. Come on. <laughs> Only four? Come on, Bernie. So modest. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to entertain that whole discussion too much because it's really disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to hold out for a strong second choice, you know, on the off chance that they fuck over Bernie again. Which will happen. And (laughs) you know that was and... (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. Um, That was... Elizabeth Warren, and I guess it, like, still is, but it makes it a lot harder for me to, like, confidently back Warren. It's like when I voted for Hillary in 2016, I literally, like, scribbled in the bubble and closed my ballot. Like, it was not a happy vote. It was just doing what I had to I do. I looked at it for so long. I was like, uh... I mean, I was I was going to do what I had to do, but I put it off You're, like, it dreading it. hurt my hurt yeah. myself. No, I literally just did it and got it over with because, like, voting for Bernie would just be... So satisfying. In the presidential. Really hit the spot, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my god. And if he won, like... I, I actually thought about that today. Because, like... I was like, what if Bernie went... Like, I, I don't think I'll... Because this will be the first time in our adult life where we're voting for someone that we actually want to win. and if Or, like, if he actually wins mm-hmm. the nomination, that'd be huge. I'd be so happy. Like, you're sitting there smiling. Like, I don't even want to think about it well, I because I don't want my hopes to get let down. a video that I watched today about Marianne. Or, yeah, Kooky I forget. Kooky Marianne. Kooky Marianne. She reminds me of, like, my metaphysical grandmother if my grandma was, like, a sweet person. She's just like, you know, if you vote for me for president, this is back when she was campaigning, obviously. Or, assumedly so, if you vote for Bernie, you're voting for love. Where if you vote for Trump or anyone else who has smear tactics in their campaign, you're voting for hate. Kooky Marianne. It's so fucking kooky, but it's true. I mean, like, voting for Bernie is, like, hoping for the, hoping for a revolution. You know what's kooky is that Michael Bloomberg is still campaigning with ads everywhere on every channel and is not even invited to the debate stage. This is nowhere close to spending oh so God. much money. So people keep comparing Bernie supporters to Trump supporter supporters. I mean, maybe we don't see the nitty gritty of it. Like, I, but that just seems. I think they're. I don't know. I think that's taken way out of context. It is way out of context because I'm willing to compromise. But the thing is, with Bernie, he's promising a revolution. So that's kind of the similarity to Trump, because Trump was promising, like, this huge overhaul of yeah, our system. Opposites. But Trump's full of shit, and Bernie has almost 50 years of experience to back him up. He's, I mean, Bernie is just the extreme opposite, and if history's taught us anything, is that extreme opposites t- 
tend to get elected after the other extreme opposite because you think you have to take action and do something extreme yeah. for a difference, which, I mean, helps in some scenarios and doesn't in others. Are we, are we, we need a volunteer for Bernie. What is that happening? I don't know. I keep getting text messages, but it's mostly like, come watch the debate with us. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I'm at home. I'm fine. I don't think so. There was one that was like, they're opening a Denver office or something. And I was like, mm, that's not volunteering though. Yeah. The Denver caucus is March 3rd. Yep. So a lot of them are March 3rd. Cause like they, I think, what is it first? Like Iowa, Nevada, South Carolina, February, New Hampshire, February 3rd is, or yeah. 4th. Yeah. And some other states, probably somewhere in there. I can't remember. And, yeah, and then the third is where a lot of states vote. And then a lot, and then more and more and more and more. Until June, I think, is when the last one is. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't it suck to wait that long to vote? That would suck. But I don't know. Bottom line, believing in Bernie is like believing in the possibility of a revolution. Complete overhaul of de- democracy as we know it. I know, I literally am thinking about, like, my student loans, and I'm just like, hopefully Bernie gets elected so we can just have a conversation about what to do with those, you know? Yep, I just got my first bill cycle for my student loans, because I graduated. Yeah, how's that going? I'm in denial. I have no <laughs> money to pay them, yeah. because my job won't pay me appropriately, because our You can just defer is... them, and defer, and defer, and defer, and defer. Yep. Because that's the Yay. reality that we're living in, and I'm, like, literally waiting to get... Um, a full-time position at my job so that I can help health insurance and get my wisdom teeth out of my fucking head because I have a headache 24-7. Insane. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Anyway, that's like the least of why I'm voting for Bernie. Like, yeah, free yeah. healthcare, yeah, tuition forgiveness, or student loan forgiveness. Those are great perks, and that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I think Medicare for All is the most inclusive, intersectional... It's so important. Blot, whatever label you want to put on it, it's like the best um, solution to so many of the inequalities in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, just the fact that he's like not willing to give tax cuts and permissions to all these people who are literally destroying our world. Yeah. It's is the main point. Yeah. Mm hmm. Bernie 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what makes you happy? <laughs> I haven't gotten that worked up about politics in so long, but that debate was so infuriating. I know you were texting me. Because it's childish tactics, and you see what's happening, and it's like, Warren, you were my close second up until that moment, and now it's like... It's really disappointing. You're fucking child, dude. It's like the same thing happening in 2016 again, because Hillary did the same shit, and I didn't want to vote for her. When really she was the most qualified and there was absolutely no reason that I shouldn't want to vote for her except her display of character. And her corrupt ass. Well, exactly. I mean, she has a whole history. Her whole history is. Her bill. Fucking Christ. Uh, Just just please vote for Bernie. If you have time, go volunteer for Bernie. (laughs) We don't have time. I don't have time, but I'm going to do it. I don't have time right now, but. Got to make time, sister. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling. Come, Hopefully he wins. Now I'm nervous because like I knew obviously he was gonna beat Hillary in in Denver. Right, in Denver. But like I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, obviously CNN and the DNC don't want him. Very obviously. Well, why would they want I mean, because Elizabeth Warren's manipula- manipulative. 
or like is easy to Well, it's because manipulate. she'll continue with the same democracy yeah. as we know it, you know? Even though she's literally stole Bernie's platforms. Oh, yeah. And will not do anything to get it done in the office. It's going to be amazing to watch. <laughs> oh, bless it. Yeah, let's not be cynical just yet. <laughs> what makes you happy? <laughs> uh, so I went home and visited my mom, as we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And all we did out there was play a bunch of cards, which is, like, my favorite thing to do is, like, at the end of the day. Like, right now, it's, like, I'm, like I have to go to work at 5.30, which is, like, it's already at the end of the fucking day. Normally, and I'm just, like, thinking of a vacation. I was, like, that's when we would probably start playing cards. And play for, like, four or five hours, depending on the night. But we played rummy, and I'm trying to get a rummy group together, like, once a month in Denver. Or we just yeah. drink some beers, drink some, some bourbon. I'm always down for a game night. Basically, all that happens is you, you get drunk and play cards. Sounds great. What more could you want? What more could you want? So yeah. that's what makes me happy, the, the prospect of potentially having a card group like we're 80 years old. So cute. They still have rummy tables in Peoria. You go to a bar, they have rummy tables you can play at. Really? Yeah, they don't got that shit out here. Yeah, I mean, East That's East the Peoria. most Midwestern shit I have ever heard. That is not the most Midwestern <laughs> shit. <laughs> Come to East Peoria one time, I'll show you. I'll show, I'll take you around. <laughs> That's the least Midwestern <laughs> shit. Okay. That's just expected. <laughs> oh, okay, What's makes, what makes you happy? Um, well, today I went to all the Italian markets that I could find in, like, north of Denver. Yeah. Wheat Ridge, Westminster areas. Um, I went to three. What are you looking for? I just want to find the best Italian market that there is. Okay. Because uh, my grandma's Italian, mm-hmm. and usually I go home like twice a year to visit her, but um, my great-grandparents passed away in the last two years, so things have changed, and now everyone's kind of split up. Um, and I just miss... Her cooking and all the Italian, like, goodies that she always had. Do you have a pasta maker? I do have a pasta maker. We should sell pasta night. I have, like, four different pasta maker attachments for my mixer. Let's start with linguine and move on. I made pasta. Me and my mom make pasta whenever I go home, and I finally got our pasta maker this year. Really? Yeah. And this, I mean, this is, like, the fourth or third time we've done it, and it, this is the best it's turned out, but the noodles were still, like, pretty thick, even though we had the... Yeah, it was, it was kind I of... I went and bought the right flour for it. The low-gluten low gluten double zero flour. Okay, good to know for the future. Yep, and then you are supposed to use, like, farm-fresh eggs, which aren't kind of a thing in America. No. But, uh... If then, the, if fresh, the freshest eggs you can find, and then you mix the yolks into the flour, yeah, salt, olive oil, let it chill, Yeah, 30 and minutes. then you press it, and... I don't eat cheese, so I'm going to make my vegan ricotta and make raviolis, I think. Well, make me real ricotta ones. Let's put some real ricotta. The cashew ricotta is bomb. <laughs> okay, I believe you. Yeah. Okay. It's really, really good. Deal. And I bought, like, the canned tomatoes that my grandma always buys to make, like, scratch sauce. I'm also, like, premenstrual, so <laughs> walking into that store made me, like, so nostalgic and on the verge of tears, but that really, I needed that today. I feel like everyone has been on their periods around me for the past, like, three months, and I can't get away from it. <laughs> I do hang out with a lot of women, to be fair. Sorry. I mean, I've had, like, three real periods in the past, like, two years. Mine's late. 
Don't talk to me about that. I cannot handle Actually. that. Actually. Right I cannot handle that. Yeah, mine's any day now. Um, otherwise, you make me happy. Yeah. We haven't seen each other. It's I over know. two weeks now. A couple days ago, I was like, I miss McKinley. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been able to catch up. I did your puzzle while I was away, too. Oh, my I God. I saw your picture that me and my mom did. Record it. time. Yeah. We did it in, like, two days. It was it was pretty easy. I knew it was going to be. Yeah. Because you can see the faces, and it's easier to know where everything's supposed to be at. Yeah. So that's made it easier. But um, after we were done with it, because my nephew tried to help out, and every <laughs> one puzzle piece ended up being eaten by my mom's new puppy, and we, like, pulled it out of his mouth, and then... A couple of days later, Kingston got a hold of the box and dropped it, and then the dog just went ham. So the puzzles... I mean, you only do a puzzle once, really, but... You only do a puzzle once. But it's done for. When I did that puzzle over Christmas with my mom, uh, we had, like, the hardest part left, which was, like, the trees. Like, everything looks the same in the trees. So we had just left that to finish. And we went to the hot springs, because that's where we were staying... Mm-hmm. And we came back and the dogs had like spilt a cup of water on the pile of like pieces that we hadn't yet placed. So we never finished it and I like, I was fine. Yeah. Never going to do that puzzle again. No. Yep. Well, uh, it's been for the birds. <laughs> it's been a catch up week. Yeah. But that's what every week is, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess this is our new format. There's a lot more to catch up on these days. A lot more to catch up on. We're aiming for like longer episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, please let us know what you think, whether it's on the Apple app, Spotify, someone, Twitter. Giggles. Someone, someone left misquotes a, a comment on, on Apple Podcasts, and they gave us four to five stars, and then all it said was, thank you for defending The Last Jedi. And it's like, oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but four stars. But four stars. So you can give us four stars, but at least make it funny so we can laugh at it like we just did that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't use Apple. Oh, wait. I didn't see that review. It wasn't on ours. It was on Miss Quotes. Yeah, but I usually like check up on Miss Quotes, too. I'll show it to you after. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I giggled. <laughs> okay. Bye.